Welcome back to the Bad Games Cast. This is Jake. This is the husk that was Jason. And we're sans Alex this time to play... The Last Remnant. <laughs> Yay! Oh no. Hey Jason, you know what other games released in 2009? Ah, uh, no, actually I don't. Uh, let's see. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I have terrible handwriting. Oh, Batman Arkham Asylum, Dragon Age Origins, Left 4 Dead, Resident Evil 5, Uncharted 2, Minecraft, Borderlands, Assassin's Creed, Brutal Legend, and Rogue Warrior. I like some of those games. Well, yeah, it's good till the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have much to say about this outside. I mean, it was developed by Square Enix. They're a large and prolific company. I imagine most of our listeners play some sort of video game, so they probably know who Square Enix is. Yeah, I have a hard time picturing anybody listening to this would never have played any Square game before. Yeah, so that's why, you know, sometimes we have to talk about the developers and how they no longer exist anymore, but, um, no, this is big-time company. Yeah, no, this is what, AAA, still kicking strong. Oh, yeah. Ugh, I I don't want to do this. You don't have to. You I, get to. I get to. <laughs> All right. So the last remnant is a really boring a game about Rush Sykes. He's your main character. You start, and he's running through a forest, confused, like he is the entire game. That is because Rush Sykes is a ignorant, sod-eating peasant. Yes, he is, and uh, that's the characterization he's given, and he never overcomes it. So Rush Sykes is running through a forest uh, that he does not know, like at all, looking for his lost sister, because that seems the best way to look for your lost sister. Yeah, if someone's lost, you just take off screaming. That's how you find everybody. Yeah, I mean, mind you, this forest isn't where he lost her. No. But, I mean, any forest is as good as another, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah, right. So, he comes running out of this forest, and there's a big, you know, kind of sweeping plains area and there's a big battle going on he sees people and he runs in there shouting his sister's name but no one looks like his sister well he thinks he sees her as he's running up to it uh it being the giant battle and this is also where it like interrupts that to give you the quick battle tutorial sure I mean, we can skip that for now. We're going to, because once we get to the battle system, I have a lot to talk about. You can't hear the face I'm making, but it's unpleasant. So we're going to get through this story as fast as humanly possible, right? Because Rush is boring. You meet Dave, because he's the winning side of this battle that you run into. He's boring. He's a, I don't know, Duke or something? He's the Marquis. Sure. He controls an area that is then controlled by another bigger city, so he's whatever. Yeah, the city-state of Athlum that Mar- David is the marquee for is a vassal state to Celepolae. Yeah. And we're all caught up. Great. So, you're Rush Sykes, you're all about saving your sister! Nothing else matters! Dave is like, I've got uh, boring political stuff to do, but we'll help each other! Uh, you do boring political stuff, you maybe do some side quests, nothing matters, you find out your sister's been kidnapped by evil scientists, basically. Uh, a sorcerer and a fat mulleted guy. Hermione. Sure. You find that out, you find your parents, 
your dad is like, hey, I've got this thing that turns remnants into just like objects. I guess we should cover this. Remnants are magic items that can be bound to a person. Of wildly varying sizes. Yeah, and power. Yeah. Dave has a cannon. The Galebolg. Yep, yep. Uh, it's a big old cannon. It shoots a laser beam. It's really useful later in the game. Well, it's like a little gun, and then uh, it's a limit break, I guess, is uh, yeah, the giant cannon where you get a magic eye patch out of nowhere. So often the rulers of the areas have control of a remnant because they're really powerful items. Wonderful. Your dad has an item that can potentially turn remnants just into, like, common... Not common, but, like, just regular items that you yeah, can then instead wield. Of their, uh, yeah, instead of their giant super-powered form into something, like, manageable by a human. You get that, and then that gets stolen from you because your dad gets, like, mind-controlled for a brief moment. And then you find your mom, and she gives you some other item. I don't remember. Uh... <laughs> You can almost hear the pained look on Jason's face as he's going through this. And oh. you can really get the uh, the fact that we've been playing this for so long, and it's just every day bitching about what new bullshit happened. I started this game over a month ago, so that's why I'm having serious trouble remembering the beginning of this game. Uh, you, you do a thing, you fight some people... You, there's political sabotage, blah, blah, blah. You end up going to, there's a city that I'm forgetting, and you go through the aqueducts. Nagapur. Nagapur. You go to Nagapur, you go through the aqueducts, you find the guy who was the head of the council. Ermion. Yeah. And he's like, surprise, I'm evil. His plan involves something like merging with the remnant or something and i don't i don't know uh yeah it's been a while since i was at this part too i'm pretty sure his plan was to use arena to control all the other remnants to make everyone swear fealty to him as head of the council of all the other city states so he was the supreme ruler it's something like that and you're like i won't let you do it and then his henchman the guy who kidnapped arena attack he summons a giant thing to attack you you beat it and then you get arena back and that's the end of disc one hooray disc two we get a time skip what is it four six months yeah something like that so not a like years later but you know a couple months later uh you are now Still hanging out. You've got your family back together. Mom, dad, sister. Woo! You've saved them all. But wait! There's bad things happening. Remnants are acting up. Uh, evil. I forgot his name already. You know, that guy. Uh, Ermion? Yeah. Ermion is like still shadowy doing shit with remnants. I haven't even talked about the Conqueror, but he's not relevant right now. So <laughs> you go after him and... You have to clear these six bases, and these are all people that you potentially did side quests for in disc one. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, they're all side quest people, but now they've been corrupted by Ermion and the power of the remnants. Um, you kill them all. Yeah, you do. And then you get to the middle, uh, because the six bases protected the main base. 
Um, you go to the main base. That's where Ryan is. You fight through seas, endless seas of enemies. You get to him. You beat him up because uh, you do. And then the Conqueror shows up and kills him. Yeah, he does. Conqueror's like, you're clearly too weak. But a chow! I'm the Conqueror. Come at me, bro. <laughs> so the Conqueror uh, is, you know, conquering by divine right of the God Emperor. And he's like, I got big old plans. And Arena's like, I'm going to stop you, but she's not strong enough yet. Bleh. Uh, then you go back to Athlon. You do a thing. You do another thing. You go meet the God Emperor, and he talks some mumbo jumbo. At this point, I think I've started skipping some of the cutscenes, so I might not actually know what's happening, but. Some of the cutscenes? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you talk to the God Emperor. He's like, something, something, something. I seriously don't... Yeah, you, you put it best yourself. You played this game for like a month, and you skipped 75% of the plot in what? Five minutes? <laughs> yeah, well, that's because the plot doesn't matter. You continue to fight through. You fight some hordes of enemies. You're trying to get to the Conqueror to stop him from whatever his plan is. Uh, you then have to take a separate path. You go through there. You get to... Uh, it's not the Holy Lands. It's Holy Plain. No, the magic place in the sky. No, I think it is Holy Land. It might be. Anyway, you get up there, and there's some monsters you might fight through. It's your third time there. It's whatever. Yeah, but the first time with monsters. My first time with monsters, but you can skip all of them if you just run. Yeah, you can. Yeah, so you just run to the end, and then you spend a uh, about, I think it was nine, maybe ten hours, uh, just saved right before the final boss, just facing the final <laughs> boss over and over and over and over again, until you eventually win. Uh, <laughs> it took me an entire day. I tried it once. It took me, I was in that battle for two hours, and I lost... What felt like near the end, so I was done at that point. Like I'm not, I don't care. I, I've seen the end. I got on YouTube. I found a cutscene that I was missing. You know, like the final cutscene, just to see what happened, which left more questions. And then that's it. Here we are. So the final two cutscenes before the final battle and after the final battle basically give you the entire plot reason. The Conqueror has this big fuck off machine, and he's like, I'm gonna activate this and release all the remnants from human control and when that happens the remnants are extremely powerful magical artifacts and they will like kill people basically yeah they'll just start like absorbing them right yeah so that's what he and he's i can't remember what his name you know name was Ups oh I, I don't remember something about remnants and he's like this is my plan and you're like well i'm gonna stop you but then your sister arena's like whoa 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 you have to be stopped and he's like really this is what you're gonna do warden and you're like what the fuck because apparently she is the warden of remnants that is like an official thing that she is yeah great so she's the warden of like all remnants and she has decided that remnants should remain in human control and you're like when did this get talked about so then you go into the final battle with that being the revelation you beat him but he activates the machine anyway. She starts trying to stop him. But the Conqueror's like, nah, I'm too powerful. And Rush is like, well, then I'll stop you. And you run up and you punch him. And you start glowing. And they're like, stop, Rush. And he's like, what? You're going to destroy all remnants? That's suicide. And you're like, yeah, because I'm a remnant. 
I'm the last remnant. And then you punch him and all the remnants explode. Hold on. He never says that he's the last remnant. No, but that's implied. Because <laughs> I was wondering, why the fuck is this game called The Last Remnant? Because it's you. It was you the whole time. <laughs> but but it wasn't. There's a shit ton of them. Yeah, but... Even The Last Remnant to disappear. You're the fucking first. <laughs> God, I hate sod eating peasant rush fucking idiot okay so uh that was a brisk tutorial of the plot about this game that doesn't matter it really doesn't uh as i left out so many minute details but they're minute details uh, this whole thing is about the first disc the first act is you trying to save your sister and get your family back together and then the second act in disc two is about the conqueror's plans to destroy the world and you trying to stop him yeah again it's pretty straightforward it's not bad it's not great it's there and it serves as a vessel well enough to move the story along yeah and there are parts of it where like they try and make it deeper than it is which eh, it doesn't really work for me but i also didn't hate it like like you said it's it's okay it's I guess we both said that. It's not phenomenal by any means, but it's not. It's certainly not the worst gameplay we've played. Yeah. Uh, so, in that vein, uh, real quick, we're going to touch on things that are actually not terrible about the game. Because this is not a poorly designed or poorly put together game. No, no, it is not. Um, the world and art style is very Square Enix-esque if you've played Final Fantasies. There's uh, humans, but then there's like, what, three other main races? Yes. There's the Kitsidi, which are these like little lizard rabbit people. Yep. Uh, and humans. The Sovani, which are tall, four-armed cat people. Yep. And the Yama, which are large fish people. Great. You've got four races. They all cohab- cohabitate this world. There's... It's just how it is. Like, there's no real big issues there. Like, there's no, oh my god, you see a big fish person and you freak out. No, that's just fish people. They're part of this world. Deal with it. Yeah, it's every day. Yep. And so they do a good job of that. Uh, The actual graphic and art style, I mean, it's very reminiscent of the time. Uh, yeah, for the most part, it is pretty. Uh, if you played a Final Fantasy, you can picture what it looks like in your head without actually seeing anything of it. Um, the worlds are all designed, or the levels are all pretty. Uh, their design, I have some issue with. Yeah. Uh, my biggest issue, which seemed to happen for a lot of people, is on the uh, 360, which we were playing it on. Every single cutscene and any time I would go to a new area, the textures would pop in about half a second later. So it'll be like dull images and then bam, suddenly texture, which 90 plus hours in, I didn't notice anymore. But yeah, I can't honestly say I even noticed that at all. So hooray. It It was, it was pretty jarring. Yeah. So that I didn't have any issues with, uh, the sound design, you know, uh, for the most part, that was pretty good music. Yeah, we were talking before we started recording about the uh, music and the some of the town themes I really liked. I couldn't tell you any like offhand. I didn't write it down. 
and you know kind of again it's there wasn't anything that really wowed me that i was like man i want to listen to this outside of the game sure but it all flowed well within the game and i didn't really notice any point like this is so repetitive it's driving me mad or just this is really boring or anything like that it's pretty well done uh, the battle theme like the regular battle theme I can't really say it graded on me because I just tuned it out. Like, I didn't honestly hear it anymore. Yeah. Because it was constantly playing in my head because of the never-ending fucking battles. Which, we have now covered story, graphics, sound. Uh, We should now get to actual gameplay elements, and this is where I... Want to talk about the maps? I want to talk about everything. I want to talk about so many things that I can't even begin to describe how many things I feel are wrong with this. It... I I don't have the words. They're there on the tip of my tongue, and yet it's so bad. In a rare moment, Jason is speechless. I don't know what that was. I thought you muted everything. I did. (laughs) What witchcraft is this? So... Sure, let's talk about level design. Because if you have something you want to say, uh, I found them all really boring. After going to a few areas, they all felt super samey. It's not... I didn't take issue with the fact that they were samey. The uh, background design was generally different enough that I was okay with it. I mean, you're in a cave, it felt like a cave. You're in an open field, it felt like a field. And, you know, because sometimes where areas are supposed to be different, but they're kind of not... You felt, I personally felt like when you were in a different area, it felt like a different area. So you have the overworld map, which you can go around, Mm -hmm. uh, which is essentially you moving across this large continent. Yep. um, Which breaks down into cities you can go into, which it's also a like overworld map inside of the city where you can uh, drill down and then actually walk around and talk to people, visit shops, go into uh, a few different buildings. Yep. Or dungeons, which... This is my issue with the dungeons. They're either, like, incredibly linear, there's just the one path you can go on, or a goddamn labyrinthian. Like, that uh, city in the... Uh, the desert city, the castle in there. Yeah. Like, trying to find your way around there, it's ridiculous. Especially if you don't have the map. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a lot of just kind of wandering around. You, you just wander around until you find where you're supposed to be, and then you're like, I guess I win! But then you missed, you know, half the level. Yeah. And there are a couple, but only a couple of the many dungeons and shit that you go through that it felt like there's a couple different ways to get to somewhere, but it didn't feel like crazy, but it also wasn't straightforward either. Which is funny, because actually the castle in the desert was probably my favorite level, because it was really complicated. And once you found all the maps, you kind of pieced together that there were like all these teleporters that bounced you around from area to area. And I actually found it really interesting because most of the time it was, as you kind of said, super linear. Like you go straight and there's a split and one of the splits is immediately a dead end. It's just a room with an item in it. And then the other split's the only way you can progress forward. (coughs) So much of the time I was just like, great, that's where a chest is, but this is where I need to go. Because it's always just this super boring straight line. Uh, yeah. Yay! If you were to drop me into half the dungeons, I probably couldn't 
just by the map, I couldn't tell them apart because they all look the same. They generally do, yeah. Like from the pathing and the shape of the maps, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with that, you know, as a medium gripe, maybe? Maybe. Didn't have a huge issue with that. Because that was not something I really paid much attention to. Because what I paid attention to was how bad this goddamn battle system is. Oh my god, the battle system's the fucking worst. <laughs> and I wanted to like it. I really wanted to like it. I did. I tried. Um, so you get units. Your your units are groups of people. So you can have up to five units. Eventually. Eventually. Well, uh, yeah. You can have up to five units eventually, and each unit can have up to five people in it. Eventually. Yeah, which you'd think, ah, eventually you get 25 people. No, eventually you get 18, and that's the maximum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have to decide whether you want, you know, three fives and a three, two fives, two fours. Do you have some weird options with that? The units also, uh, you have leaders, which can control an entire union, or you can use them as grunt soldiers to back up because they're stronger than the normal grunt troops that you can purchase to fill in the rest of your squad. Yes, so leaders are people with names. Uh, Obviously, you have Rush and David's whole crew. He has one of each race because he's... He's a Pokemon trainer. He's got to catch them all. Yeah. (laughs) You start with them. You've got Arena... Uh, your sister eventually um well no she's always your sister no (laughs) well i don't know is she because you're apparently a remnant so i don't i don't know what's going on there that leads to other questions like uh, i'll I'll wait (laughs) how are you created no no let's not let's go down this rabbit hole like what yeah uh so your parents question mark had you as a baby question mark because your parents are scientists working for the academy which studies remnants which are magical artifacts left over from an ancient civilization which is never touched on which i actually liked they didn't need to explain it i thought that was a nice touch and like they're going through the holy land there's this weird bullshit with a bunch of columns that move around there's a fucking floating door you walk through it and suddenly there's a crib with a baby inside and your parents are like yeah let's just keep this what the actual fuck so they're not your parents, I guess. You're just, like, born of this ancient civilization and a remnant with a conscience and, you know, fully aware of your surroundings, whereas the rest of them are, like, giant swords? Well, the Conqueror does get into that near the end of the game where all of the remnants are sentient. They're just not, like, awake. Yeah, it's super weird. It is. They're not your parents, and she's not your sister. So it's okay that you want to bone her? So she's the Warden of Remnants, which I don't know what that means either. So does that mean that because the power that she has to unbind Remnants, which is a whole other thing we didn't even get into, she got from her mother, does that mean her mother was the Warden of Remnants? I don't know if it's a lineage thing or just, yeah, she destiny type thing. Jason, stop choking yourself. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so back to the battle system that makes me want to die. Right. So you have your units. Yeah. Your, your little squads. Uh, right. 
in each battle, you can set the, uh, each unit's formation, which gives you different buffs and nerfs to different stats. So if you want to be attack-focused, speed-focused, defense, special defense, but to be any of those, you usually give up something else. So, like, you can get bonuses to attack, but maybe you give up defense, that kind of thing. So, give you stuff to play around with. I just basically went all defense all the time. My endgame unit, I had two fives, two fours, and I had them focused on different things, like uh, Rush, who I was using as an all-around uh, attack and magic. There's was speed focused. Uh, David's squad was uh, just magic, so I had like whatever formation boosted their magic attacks. Uh, Torgal was my DPS squad, so he was all attack. And I had Arena as my other leader, and I honestly didn't care what she did, so I just. Theirs was the default little square that they make, and I don't know what it gives you. I didn't care because I didn't give a shit about Arena. She was my white mage. As long as she stayed back and healed everybody, I didn't care what she did. But once you go into combat, all the enemies are in their groups. And it wants to be kind of strategic, right? So there are bonuses for engaging an enemy multiple times. You get flanking bonuses, which actually stack the more times you attack the same unit. You get flanking attack, and then you get back attack, and then you get devastating attack. I don't think I ever got a devastating attack. I did a couple times. Oh, you also used five squads instead yep. of the four that I was using. Yeah. Three, three, four, four, four. So it benefits you to flank a single unit, except you can be interferenced, and there's no actual control of the movement of your characters. No, when you set them to attack one of the opposing enemy units, because their entire side is made up exactly how yours are, which with different squads with X amount of units in it, Yep. Uh, you don't get to dictate how they move. You set them to a target and they run right for it. Even when you're using spells? Yes. Even distance spells? Yeah, I don't understand why you have the option to attack from afar and then you have to run up right next to them anyway. Like, all you're doing is making it so half your team doesn't do shit, depending on the squad makeup. Yeah, it's the bad option. Never choose that option. Well, the bad option is playing the last remnant. Suck it, fanboys. <laughs> so... You pick all your options, right? And you can press a button so that you know all the attacks that you're going to do. So it'll, you know, oh, this character will do this, this character will do this, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes they take it into their own hands to do something else. They reevaluate and do a different attack instead. There is reason for that because of the stats, which I assume you want to have a, a whole separate yelling contest about the uh, level up system. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. We will get to that. Yeah, but you don't have any direct control in any of the attacks that the people in your unit do, nor do you have any say in which enemy units, like which individual troops you attack. There's really weird times where sometimes they'll let you use magic and combat arts together, but that's not always just an option. Combat arts being uh, stronger melee attacks, which all have awesome names like Dragon's Flight and Cyclone. You can't really combine them because you don't get to control your individual units. If I could just go into or your individual people, because units are the whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if I could go into a unit and pick each person to do a thing and keep them under the AP limit, that would give me so many more options. I was thinking about this. I get why they don't, because that would take for goddamn ever. It would take so long. 
but the battles already take so fucking long. Forever! You get the option to attack, uh, then depending on the unit, combat arts, mystic arts, uh, sometimes you get heal options, again, depending on the troops that you have, the level that they are, what skills that they know, but... The only way that you can dictate which attack that they use is by changing the target they're about to hit. Because then it'll completely change what they're going to do for no discernible fucking reason whatsoever. No reason at all. You just kind of scroll through all the enemies, see which attacks are available on which enemies, find the best one, and use it. Hope that you don't get interfered on the way. Yeah. Because suddenly you use what you're going to use on that unit. It's a whole lot of fun. It's a whole lot of something with an FU in it, but I wouldn't say fun. And then you set all your units, hit ready, and then you hit start. And then you turn to your computer and you do something different for about five minutes while it plays out everything that just happened. Because literally every move has an animation that you have to sit and wait for all of your troops and all of the enemy troops. Every single person who moves has a moving animation, so your squad runs. And then you get either interference or deadlock. And so they run up to you. Bam, that flashes up interference, deadlock, flanking, whatever. You get raid lock sometimes, which I'm still not sure what the hell that means. Don't know, don't care. (laughs) And then every single person gets an animation. If there's a crit, then time slows down. Oh shit, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, uh, so your crits are determined by quick time events. Which actually makes me want to die. Thankfully, you do get the option to have it set uh, automatically. Yeah, and it succeeds at, I don't know what it was for you, mine felt like 85-90%. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, great, I'm losing 10% by not having to pay attention to every single battle all the time, because if I tried to do that, I wouldn't pay attention and I would miss way more than 85-90%, to because it's so boring. That at least is a way to keep you more engaged in what's happening. It's not a good method. Stop looking at me like that. But it is a way to do it. <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> I hate quick time events. I'll let it be known from here to the end of time. I hate them. I hate any implementation of them. Period. They're bad. I don't really care about quick time events. Your crits, both offense and defense, because you can defensively crit, which gives you a counterattack. Sometimes. Is also controlled by these quick time events. So I turned them all on auto because I could not pay attention to that for that long. No, uh, I didn't want to. So like, as soon as I saw the option for auto, fuck yes, let's do that. Yeah. I don't even care if they missed every time. It doesn't matter. I tried doing it manually for the first, I don't know, couple hours of whatever. I don't know, 60, 80, 100. I don't know how long I played this game. You it, know, I was going to ask you that, like if you had a ballpark. No, I don't. I feel forever it does feel like we've been playing this for literal fucking years it has taken years off my life i can guarantee you that that would explain the gray in your beard i'm dying this has artificially aged me (laughs) significant amounts and you were such a vibrant young 14 year old just the other day (laughs) i was it wants to have this grand strategy but it just doesn't yeah the best i can describe it would be like faux strategy like it really wants to but you don't have enough control to actually strategize and, like, move your pieces around the board. Or the lack of control means you just set, like, Ronco that shit, you set it and forget it, and you wait till it's done and you hope for the best. It wants to have some grand strategies and movements, but it just doesn't. Just like your teammates. Uh, you don't control any of their equipment. God, no, you don't. So Rush 
You can equip with any items you find. As long as they're equipable by a Mitra, which would be the humans. So you equip Rosh with all the best stuff, and then if you have really good stuff, you have to hope that one of your teammates eventually asks you for it. All of the stuff that you find, uh, if they want, they ask for, hopefully. Or the crafting materials that you get, they will ask, the leaders will ask you for stuff. Or if you are out murdering shitty grunt monsters, then the leaders and your normal troops will decide they want parts of a monster. Yeah, because you can break down monsters into parts to upgrade all your stuff. This will lead us into another really, really fun discussion about things I hate about this game. How many freaking parts there are? There do seem to be a an awful lot amount of parts for the, like, limited monster models. And, like, they change names depending on the area, but yeah. it's still the same model. Yes, so there's... I don't, I don't want to even ballpark. There's some. There's some amount of monsters. That was, like, 10-ish, I think. I don't know. I'm just made up a number that feels about right. Sure. It doesn't feel inherently wrong. At the end of battle, you get parts from them. So if you kill the, like, dog-lizard monsters, you might get fangs, talons, fur, this kind of stuff. Now, as you progress through the game, they get more adjectives. You get large fangs and matted fur and this kind of stuff. So it keeps changing and adding. And then... I have to calm myself before I describe this. Or something's going through Jake's head. There are items. You're the only one here. (laughs) So you have to die. Fuck! There are items in this game that are only obtainable after you get a specific item from doing what are essentially side quests. So I'm going to tell you, I'll tell you a quick story about how I was trying to upgrade a sword. I was like, great, how do I upgrade this sword? I go to the place where you upgrade swords, click on it, and it tells you the things you need. It told me I needed some kind of metal, and then two different things from monsters. I already had one of the things from the monsters, so I guess I just gathered that. Wonderful! The metal! Okay, I don't have any of it. I don't know where to get it. Okay, where in the game can I find this information? I can't, it's impossible. So, no one in the game will tell you where to harvest materials. So, I go to the internet. Do-do-do! Thankfully, the internet is a place where there's a wiki for this game that someone has put way, way, way too much time into. There is a pretty, I don't know, I hesitate to say large, but at one point was certainly active fan base for this game. And I don't know why. It confuses me. Because I go on there and it says, okay, there's one spot in the entire game you can drill for this. One. It's not hard to get to. I go there, I drill it up, I get it. A plus, got my iron. Or, you know, it's not iron, but it's some kind of weird descriptive metal. Great, I got it, and now I can go back. So there's only one more monster part I need. Now, there was no way for me to have known that. I had to use the internet. I look at this monster part I need. It comes from these dog lizard monsters. I still don't remember what they're called. I don't know. So I go through an area, and I kill a bunch of those things. I don't get any. I don't get any of this item I'm looking for. So back to the internet I go. I go, eh, what, what happened here? And uh, it tells me, well, that item drops after you get the uh, Wolf Monster uh, Weekly. Okay, where do I get that? So I click on Wolf Monster Weekly. 
opens up a new tab, switch over to that tab. It tells me that that is a thing you get from Union of the Golden Chalice Task. I don't remember what it was. 18, 28, something like that. Great. So I go back to the Union of the Golden Chalice. It's the guild you always have access to. I go in there and I look at my tasks and it's not there. You don't have access to it. So I don't even know what it is. Okay. Look back at the internet. What's going on here? Well, it says to complete this task, you need Golden Chalice to be rank 3. I go, wait, how do I get rank 3? No one told me this. So, back to the internet and I start looking up things. Turns out certain tasks rank up your guild so that you can go from, you start at rank 0, you go up to rank 1, then 2, then 3. And from there, can do this stupid thing to get this thing, to get this other thing, to upgrade my sword. I'm just waiting for you to fucking hulk out on your mic. (laughs) (laughs) This is why you do yoga, friends. Center yourself. Because we're not even halfway through this wonderful journey. (laughs) So, I look it up. How do I get from rank 0 to rank 1? Well, you gotta do this task. This task is a monster slayer task. You go defeat the rare monster, I forget its name. I don't really care. It tells you where this monster is located, right? It says, kill this monster here. And it was located at the Mountain Pass. So I go to the Mountain Pass. I kill everything. It's not there. Okay. Back to the internet. The internet tells me every time you enter an area, it randomly selects the monsters that are there. Okay. There's base monsters that are always there. And then there's a secondary monster. And some of the secondary monsters are just more interesting monsters. So like dragons the trents the evil eyes that kind of stuff is secondary monsters that you'll only have one of so you'll either have evil eyes or you'll have the trends you won't oh, okay. have both ever but you'll have evil eyes and you'll have the regular boring monsters also in that secondary monsters is where the rare monsters potentially are and each one you go to the web page that again the amount of compiling done on this is amazing. And I don't know if they just like went through the actual game files, because that's my assumption. As fine as they have it drilled down to the like actual percent of them showing up, they had to have gone through the game files. The first one I had to do, you go into the area, and there are three kind of generic big bulky monsters at the entrance. If any of them are asleep, you have to leave immediately, because rare monster didn't spawn. If all three are awake, you have a chance. So if all three are awake, you continue down to the bottom of the path, and there you will see potentially a secondary monster. If there's an evil eye, a trent, or a dragon, you have to leave. And then, when you have all these conditions met, all three of these dudes are awake, there's no secondary monster, there are five rare monsters for this area. You need the right one to spawn to do this quest. I exited and entered this same mountain pass, 50 times before I got the one I needed. 50. It took hours. I then did this three more times for different rare monsters to get my dog lizard weekly to go kill some boring ass dog lizards to get the item I needed to upgrade my sword. Why? Why why would you do that? Could you not have found another sword and then upgraded that? No, they all will have this in the middle of their upgrade. The murder in your eyes. is <laughs> It's splendid. At some point in every single tree, because you upgrade a weapon and then usually you have like three different options to upgrade that weapon. So you can build it however you want. If you want 
a weapon that's more like this or more like this. And that's kind of cool. Except at some point you will always run into these items that require you to have done ridiculous stuff. I have my own sort of version of this. I wasn't necessarily looking for upgrades. It's really just side questing in general. In most towns, there is... No, I think every town, there's a bar you can go into. And every there's town. people there who will give you a side quest, which basically boil down to everything being a fetch quest. Uh, go here, get a thing. Go here, kill a thing. You go from there, you teleport right back, whatever. I found one. It is the uh, Vespalia quest line, where the... Is it the desert city? It doesn't matter. There's uh, one of the rulers of one of the cities is like, hey, you're pretty strong. There's a fire guardian. She wants to talk to you. She's down in this cave. So you like truck down in this volcano. She's like, hey, there is a large bird monster demon who is going to destroy everything. If you go get nine crystals, I can make those into weapons and armor for you. And you can go murder that motherfucker. And so I'm like, sounds awesome. I spent an entire day. And I have to look up a walkthrough on where all this shit is, because, of course, it's not straightforward. On, uh, what do I have to do to go get this thing? What do I have to do to go get the next part of it? Etc, etc. I go through. It takes me all day to find all this shit. I go back to her. I give her all the components to give me this fucking mythical weapon and armor set, which boils down to a sword, which was one point more damage than the sword I had. It wasn't even a good sword. It was just one that I bought and I never fucked with. A shield, which was slightly better than the kite shield that I had at the time. And a flame bangle, which gave me fire defense. Flame resist, yeah. Useless, because nothing ever attacks you with fire. And the fucking bird that you fight doesn't hit you with fire. So I go through all this fucking trouble to get equipment that is, at best, marginally better than what I had. And the accessory wasn't. At that point, and this is near the end of disc one, I stopped side questing because it, it was a waste of my time. And in fact, the high, like the more battles you do, your battle rank goes up. It doesn't like really tell you how much it is unless you're paying attention at the end of a battle where the battle rank number shows up randomly. The higher your battle rank, the harder bosses are. Not general enemies. Oh no, just bosses. Now we get to talk about hidden stuff like the battle rank. Your leveling up is passive. It is an RPG in definition. Basically, you don't, like, get to assign stat points in a way that would be, I don't know, meaningful. You eventually, I don't know, get hit enough and your HP goes up, or you do enough basic attacks that your strength goes up, or you do enough magic attacks that your intelligence goes up. Or maybe, maybe it isn't even like that. Maybe you just, like, attack and your shit all just barely goes up on its own little individual fucking bar that you can't actually see i have no idea because at no point does it ever tell you anything ever there's different classes i know rush changed classes for me probably four or five times before he settled into marauder i ended up a uh, gladiator i guess that affects your growth so <laughs> okay marauders get something whatever i think their intelligence because i used rush for mostly spells great but they never tell you really how to get into one of those classes or stay in them or what their actual bonuses are they're just there you're a marauder they're a fencer you're a gladiator or a champion or whatever and then you level up you kill things and you get i guess experience they never tell you just every time after battles sometimes your stats go up yeah and depending on the monsters that you fight or where you are maybe i could figure it out if i spent an entire day just reading the wiki 
Why? <laughs> why would I? Why would I do that? Why would I have to do that? Why doesn't the game tell me? Why don't I have the option? If I want someone to focus on magic, which, by the way, you barely control your teammates, sometimes they'll ask you a question. Hey, should I try to learn this? Or what should I try to focus on when you're in town? And then you can tell them, hey, focus on mystic attacks. Uh, yeah, you'll get the option. They're like, hey, should I learn spells? Or should I focus on combat arts? And so, uh, sometimes they do it. Sometimes they ask you and you'll tell them. And sometimes that actually does something. Sometimes it doesn't. I had Arena ask me three times if she should learn spells, and I said yes every time. And by the end of the game for me, she still didn't know any fucking spells. You barely control your teammates, and you definitely don't control yourself. If there was an experience bar that went up, and when you gained a level, quote-unquote, because again, I have no idea how this system actually works, because they never tell you, why don't I get the option to put the points somewhere? What if I always want intelligence? Just forget strength. None of that. Just intelligent. Why don't I have that option? Why do I have to try to find how to get into the specific class that gives me the most intelligence, which I, I'm sure I'd have to jump through seven hoops to get to? <laughs> because that's this game. Artificial length and hoop jumping. The game. Oh, man, it is. It drug on with things like that. Every time I was like, I want to try to get this upgraded. It would take me an entire day just to figure out how to get it upgraded. And if not, figure it out then to get all the shit that you needed to get this shit so you could actually upgrade something. And most of the time we're talking about, you know, slaying monsters or getting drops that occurred at less than a 5% frequency. Yeah, man. It's like, as you're fighting shit, there is only two points in the game, and they were both near the end, where I felt balanced for the enemies I was fighting. Because you, like you said, you either steamroll them or they're goddamn hitbox monsters, or uh, hit point monsters, where they just take an absolute ridiculous amount of punishment but they don't do anything to you i've had enemies crit me for zero damage multiple times why why are they even fighting me in most rpgs and a lot of games by the end of the game if you go back to early areas you feel like a god and it's a great thing you know you go up to enemies you kill them in one hit bam i am the greatest this game i never had that I mean, I did, but I didn't. So I would go back, and in the early years, enemies would just attack me, which felt wrong mm -hmm. from the get-go. I'm like, if I'm a god, why are they attacking me? And then I would wipe them out in one hit after two and a half minutes of animations if my Xbox 360 didn't start stuttering again. Also, it, not, not an Xbox issue. The game would do that sometimes. Why did it take so long? Why is combat so long even when I'm so much better? <laughs> takes forever <laughs> there's no enjoyment in it that is what i got i got no enjoyment i played it for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, and hours on end and at least half that time i was doing something else because i found the game so boring yeah i would play puzzles and dragons on my phone as any time i would go into a battle because shit i got time i'd clear a couple dungeons in there a game that i enjoy and even though it's pay to win I like that game. Model sucks, but that one's all right. But I would rather play that than uh, The Last Remnant, which you said it best. It's hours and 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 hours. And it, it's not fun. Nope. There were times about 15, 20 hours in, and then again, probably another 40 hours later, where you hit the sort of rhythm as you're going through a dungeon and it's just kind of grindy. And I thought, eh, it's not bad. It's not good, but it's not bad. And then... 
that would go away in about an hour or two, and then I would be back to actively hating it because I was just bored. Basically exactly that. Every now and then, you kind of hit your stride, you're clearing through some stuff, you're doing a new area, you're leveling up quickly, it feels alright. Then you face a boss, and maybe the boss was really hard, maybe the boss was really easy. And sometimes the boss has so many hit points, and it takes forever, and you're like, why is this still happening? Anytime we play a game, I try not look at a walkthrough, or like, unless I'm stuck somewhere, it's getting close to where we're going to record, generally. Uh, like, there's a couple times, like that whole Vespalia side quest, I had to look up a walkthrough, because I, I really wanted to do it, but I knew, like, I'm not going to stumble across this shit on my own, and I fucking wasn't. The final boss, the Conqueror, and he feels like the final boss of the game, I'll give him that. Yeah. Through all, like, every scene with the Conqueror, I look forward to, because Conqueror's fucking awesome. He's a badass. Yeah, he's a crazy person with a mission. Yeah. And, uh... That comes through. Yes, it does. He feels like a guy that you can't stop. There's a cutscene at the end of disc one where he fights one of your squad members, Emmy, and he fucking murders her. And, like, she's been there since the beginning of the game, so I thought that was, like... That was fucking awesome. Like, yeah, that was crazy. And then they landfill that shit. Yeah, you get this emotional weight where a character that you've been with the entire game who took Rush on a story-driven side quest that you have to do with just her to go along. And she's kind of awesome. And then you watch this cutscene where uh, she starts fighting and she's kind of holding her own, but Lowell's nope because the Conqueror's a literal goddamn beast and he fucking murders her. And, like, it hits with emotion. Like... Holy shit, she just fucking dropped. And kudos to the game for having the balls to actually kill one of the fucking characters off like that. And then literally the next scene is her daughter who looks exactly like her just coming to replace her. And everybody's like, sweet. When she first showed up, I thought it was her mom. Because the only difference like in their character model is her mom has like a scar on her face. And a hat. That's it. And so I was like, is she back from the dead? (laughs) And they're like, ah, this is her daughter. And I'm like, oh, what? (laughs) This is her daughter that was never mentioned unless you talk to a couple people who would mention that Emmy has a family. Yeah, and then there's a side quest. Or that Emma, I suppose. Involves it. Which I tried, and by the time I found out that that was a thing, I, uh, I missed it. I couldn't do it. Because near the end of the game, I gave up on my no walkthrough thing. and Because uh, I, like, I just wanted it done. I was tired of doing it. I skipped battles going through with the grunts because I'm looking at like, what's it going to take to kill the conquer by the time I finally get to him? Oh, Hey, if your battle rank is over a hundred, he suddenly has over 500,000 hit points. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't want to do that. That sounds fucking terrible. So I intentionally kept it low the entire time. Like the last area that you go through, I'm fucking sprinting along, dodging dragons and shit with Rush's bullshit time, slow technique, juking motherfuckers going through. Suddenly it's, um, the Conqueror's right and left-hand man, Tits McGee, and goddamn Bulldozer, and then you fucking get through those two. I gave them as much time as the game really gives them for character development. It's not important. I'm going through. I'm fighting the Conqueror. He's fucking me up solid, but I'm holding my own, right? I get him down to where he's flashing, and I still, I'm whittling him down for the next fucking half hour. And then, and then he's like, nah, what is it, like World's End or Warlord or something, where yeah, he it takes a fucking giant sword that's in goddamn Athlum, and it just hits everyone. And it kills three of my four squads at full health. Fuck nuggets. Okay. Irina was the only one that was left for some goddamn reason because White Mage never dies. She just fucking trucked the whole goddamn time. She might as well have been swinging marshmallows because she couldn't hit anybody. But goddamn it, she was right there with the heels. God bless her. And so Irina goes up 
pull Kiss Life on fucking anybody. It doesn't matter. Literally bring anybody else up that's not Torgal Squad because he can't bring anybody else back from the dead. That's fine. He does DPS. I don't need him to do that. Whatever. And then uh, the fucking Conqueror's looking at her like, nah, bitch, let's do this again. Board wipe. That final fight is what took me uh, two hours to like to get through the two and then whittle the Conqueror down. And I, I know he was close to death. I don't know how close because bosses have question marks instead of uh, over their health bar instead of a like a meter that goes down. Which is fine. Like, hey. Yeah, keep it in suspense. I get it. Yeah. But I wasn't going to waste my time to have that happen again because there were so many bosses, uh, I suppose like three or four, where I would throw myself at them constantly and I wouldn't make any progress. I would get them down to where their health starts flashing at, what, like about a third? When they have about a third of their health left, Something um, the, their life bar starts to flash. And... I would get them down to about there, and I'd do a little more damage, and they would do something that either takes out one squad or takes out all of my squads at once. And so, like, I'd have to go back in. And at that point, I would go back, and I'd grind a little bit, and I'd come back and try again. And if I failed again, you know, a couple times, I'd go back, and I'd grind a little bit, and I'd come back. Just, you know, to try and keep my battle rank low. I didn't know that was a thing. At this point in the game, like, when I was fighting these bosses earlier that were kicking my shit in... I just didn't want to fight a bunch of stuff because it was boring. So I was like trying to do just enough to just keep progressing. It could have been the way I I was doing it. But mostly it's this game that just felt unsatisfying as I was doing it. I don't know why you'd be satisfied by this game. It's boring. Yeah, it, there's at no point any enemy I defeated that I felt like, yes, I did it. I earned it. It's yeah, like, no, Jesus I, Christ, I'm finally through this bullshit. The only time I felt that in the entire game was very early on. Right after you complete what is basically the two to three hour long tutorial, because you meet David and he sends you on a side quest with like one of each of his generals. And once you finish all of that, finally, is the game kind of open, then you have to go to Elysium. Yeah. So you go through the mountain pass with Matt Damon. Yeah. So this mountain pass. Remember this mountain pass from earlier? It has a rare monster potentially spawn in it. The first time I went in there, didn't know rare monsters were a thing. One of them spawned on me. I was like, hey, this is a big, weird-looking monster. Let me fight it. Oh, no. <laughs> when you do that, when you're basically, like, level one... Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was the battle of a lifetime. We fought back and forth, back and forth, and I was like, what is this thing? Are they going to be everywhere? Is this game that hard? <laughs> Finally beat it. I was like, yes. Killed it. Not until weeks later, when I was trying to do my sword upgrade, did I realize that that was a rare monster that I had unintentionally ran across. And it almost killed me. <laughs> do you have uh, any other of the uh, systems you want to cover? Oh, what did we cover? Uh, the bad one, the bad one, the bad one, the bad one. Nope, that's good. <laughs> if it, was there a good one? Uh, no. No, I hate basically everything about the gameplay of this game, which is annoying because, as I said, a lot of the attached stuff, the world is kind of interesting. The plot's not bad. The graphics are absolutely fine. I never really had any issues with... I never had a glitch, I think. I did, but nothing game-breaking. This was a really well-made game. Surprise, surprise, big AAA studio. And I hated it. 
I hated it so much. By the end, when I beat the Conqueror after try number, it might have been seven, eight. I wasn't happy. I was, I was just exhausted. I was done. I didn't even care about the last cutscene. I was like, fuck it. I'm through with you, game. You can't take anything more from me. It's all been taken already. <laughs> I am a husk of a man, and you did this. I thought the game overall, it's pretty. Uh, it, it is certainly well made. The battle system, you can see what they were going for, and it isn't implemented well. The I hate RPGs with a passive upgrade system like Final Fantasy 2. I can't stand it. I'm pretty sure it's Final Fantasy 2. I, 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 don't I don't know. There were a couple times in the battles where the enemies or even my own troops would like glitch out when they'd get hit. Like sometimes one of my guys would swing an axe at like one of the little uh, albino Kitsidi dudes and he'd hit him in the head and his head would also just like get stuck to the axe and it would just like pull. So it was this weird like stretch. Whoa. And it was hilarious when I that would happen. I never had that. It, it didn't happen often, but it did happen a couple times where like they would get hit and some weird shit would happen. Like, uh, one of my Yamas got hit by a little bug thing, and he just, like, seized in place, and then all of his parts spun, and it came back. And I was like, that was a hell of a hit. That was fucking awesome. Or the little uh, fucking stupid sod-eating peasant rush, the, like, flap that he's got over his butt that's like the flag of Athlum, it would occasionally just wander off on its own. He would move, and then it would just, like, shoot off to the left or in front of Rush like it was that path in Donnie Darko. or, And it would, like, come right back. So nothing game-breaking, but, yeah, it's some weird shit here and there. And, like, that's fine. I enjoy Bethesda games. There's nothing but bugs. I don't care. And the story, it's okay. I didn't hate it. The, uh, the magic, I liked the magic. I thought that was mostly cool. I, I didn't, I don't know why it was so long. Why is it two discs? It's my, my major complaint. It's not even the battle system, which I didn't like, but apparently people do. I mean, go look on the internet. People are fucking weird, though. Because why is it two discs? Like, why wasn't it split into two different games? Jason, answer me. Oh, um, it wasn't split into two games because they had no... I, I got nothing. I, I got nothing. I'm ready to wrap up talking about this game because i'm just done hell yeah i'm so fucking done so this is the overarching question of you know we've we've talked about basically every time uh would you ever recommend this game to someone no oh god no there are so many better rpgs like if you want a rpg it doesn't even have to be like necessarily a jrpg which i mean i prefer if i'm going to get in on an rpg just i like turn-based strategy but you want an rpg play fucking skyrim man it is literally available on everything. Play chess if you want a strategy game. Tried and fucking true chess. Basically, to just echo your statements. No, 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 no. I can't recommend this to anyone. Look, if you want to play it and you like it, good on you because people have different tastes. This bored me near to death. It took so long for me to beat and I just, I didn't. I didn't enjoy most of it. The amount of it that I enjoyed was 2% or less, which when you're talking about a game that took 60 plus hours, that makes me want to die. 
there's no there's no way around it if we have to go through another game like this anytime soon is not acceptable no i no no and i hate alex i hate alex so much you know why not because he's not here because he's not here he's off doing whatever he had other places to be and that's fine that happens we were prepared so we're recording this just the two of us and alex was playing this game and he would not echo our opinion nearly as hard according to him it's not that bad alex i think is about three hours into this fucking game (laughs) (laughs) yeah i couldn't get it like how far he was into the game because it it is hard to gauge because you know nothing fucking tells you progress or anything but that's what he had said it's it's not that bad no no it is no you are wrong sir yeah, I don't think he is ever going to put in the 60 hours in this game. Because, you know, now we record it, he doesn't have to. And I hate him for that. I hate him so much. It's because you're jealous? Yes. <laughs> He's free. He never had to endure this horrible curse. When this game came up, I, I didn't want to play it. I bought this game a few years ago. Uh, Alex was working at a GameStop at the time. He sold it to me. He's like, hey, I hear this game's good. And I bought it. And it was like 10 bucks, And it was 10 more dollars than I should have spent paid for it i came home i played it for like two three hours and i returned it to gamestop i don't want this give me my money back make this go away and so we're talking about what games we want to play and alex is like hey what about that one that you bought and hated and i'm like no and i didn't even want to say the fucking name of it and because i didn't want to play it of course alex and fucking jason are like yeah let's do that bullshit so tell me how do you feel about it i hate you you did this. No. No, no. <laughs> Alex did this. <laughs> yeah, fuck Alex. And Alex is the goddamn worst. What? It's like I'm yelling. Yeah, well, you are yelling. Because at this point, we're aggravated. We're aggravated and we're angry because this game robbed us. Robbed us of precious moments of our lives. I could have been doing anything. I could have been stabbing myself in the legs. Think of all that stabbing time I lost. <laughs> when I was sat and I was typing up my thoughts yesterday because i wanted to get it done before we recorded i was just sitting in my chair and it was just angering up my blood the more i typed like i'm just sitting there scowling at my tv just or the computer monitor as i'm just furiously typing into this thing i'm not playing it why am i so mad about it like chill out dude i needed us to record this now we could have waited waited for alex to get back but i needed this done because i needed this out of my system because now i can finish this up I can go home, and I'm done. I'm done with this. I can break the discs in half and throw them in the trash. Because that's what they deserve. No, they deserve more than that. The trash is too good for them. You need to set them on fire. And then put them in a blessed box. And then fill that with salt so it can't haunt you. It needs to go away. Put it in sacred land somewhere. Sacred to fucking whoever. It doesn't matter. You keep that demon sealed. So that's where we are, folks. This was an actual waking nightmare. (laughs) It was terrible. It was terrible and we're done. We are freed from this horrible curse. But first, we have an actual question from our listener. Question from listener! Our one listener wants to know how we actually go about picking the games for this podcast. And, you know, that's a, that's actually a pretty good question, listener, since we haven't talked about it. Although we literally never addressed it we, before uh, today. Basically, we came up with a master list going through articles and Wikipedias about 
bad games, historically bad games, bad selling games, that kind of stuff. Compiled it into a master list, and we're trying to keep it varied on... Uh, Genre, system. That kind of stuff. And so we go through the list, usually after recording. We talk amongst us and kind of feel out how everyone's feeling. Not really vote, but, you know, basically unanimously kind of come up with a few that we want to add to the schedule and then schedule them out. It's a pretty boring and straightforward answer. Yeah, there's there's your peek behind the scene. Yeah. Valued listener. I don't know. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Oh, I guess we should plug our stuff. Yeah. Jason, where on the internet can people get a hold of you? Uh, Well, if they want to get a hold of... Well, assumedly me, but mainly the podcast. They can go uh, to Twitter at the Bad Gamecast or the Bad Gamecast at gmail.com if they want to drop us an email, send us questions, thoughts, whatever you want. How about you, Jake? You can find me on Twitter at Jake Prey or on YouTube, also Jake Prey. Give them Alex's information and tell them to harass him because he deserves it. Yeah, if you have any issues with anything we said about this game, please contact Alex directly at Ten Rules All on Twitter. Also, don't forget to follow him on YouTube at Ten Rules All and TwitchTV dot or forward slash Ten Rules All. Yeah, so go to all of those places and just leave horrible comments because he is a monster person. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Good night, everybody.